Welcome to the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. I'm May, intuitive writer, speaker, and founder of Wolf and Lindsay Co., where I guide you to step into your feminine power and live luxuriously. Luxury is yours. Where you find your passion, what you see beauty in, what ignites a fire within, what brings you peace. Step into my world, awaken untapped potential, illuminate your passion and purpose, and live luxuriously fierce. Welcome back to another episode of Luxuriously Fierce. I am so excited to welcome my friend Nikki Colmoni to the show. Nikki is the CEO of the Dark Goddess Collective, where she helps women heal from trauma, triggers, and repressed emotions so that they can step into their power with confidence. And she does this through shadow work, past life regressions, and just so much love. She is also the co-CEO of the Boss Witches Coven, where witchypreneurs can hone their power and use their magic to become successful as fuck. So, Nikki, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. Wow, you explain that better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Wow, thank well, you. I'm glad you liked it because I was kind of nervous. Like, what am I going to say? Nikki's my friend. What if I fuck this up? <laughs> no, that was perfect. That was that was awesome. Thank you. And I'm so honored to be here and your new podcast. I love this. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited that you're here. So to start off, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your work and your business and all of the beautiful things that you do in this world? Oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> I feel like that's a, that's been a, it's been quite the journey. <laughs> it has. That was one of the things when I was oh, thinking about how to introduce you, you have such a wide background in so many different areas and it all comes know. together so beautifully to, yeah. do, to help you and guide you doing this work that you do now. And there are just so many moving pieces, but they all just, they fit together so wonderfully. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so crazy. The things that I, I feel like I've done a little bit of everything and then yet somehow they've all led to this point. And it, it is kind of crazy to see in hindsight, but it's also like hard to describe to people sometimes, you know, like I have a hard time telling them about what I do or, um, you know, why I do what I do because there's just like so there's just so much but but I'll do my best <laughs> to kind of sum it sum it up I guess so um I uh, let's see where do I want to start with, <laughs> with this that's what I have to decide um I guess you know for a long time I felt pretty aimless like the whole school and like college thing was tough for me um I have ADHD and I did not learn the way that you know, the schools were trying to get me to learn. And so college was just like hard for me and I wasn't ready at all. I didn't know what I wanted to do or anything. So I kind of just like dropped out of college and then just kind of flopped around for a little while, figuring out what it was I wanted to do. And my mom, uh, she actually 
opened up a gym. I, I kind of fell in love with that world um, when I worked there. And so I got my certification for a holistic health coach and I kind of did the stereotypical thing of, you know, helping people lose weight or tone up or whatever. Um, and then I got into really into like CrossFit and weightlifting and I started competing. And that's when I really started getting obsessed with how I looked. Um, I had never really been physically strong before. So that was like really, um, you know, it just, I got really obsessed with that. And I was in the gym for like three hours a day training and like, just, um, you know, like trying to get as strong as possible competing and that sort of thing on top of coaching. And, um, I did health coaching all throughout all of this. And I, I spent various times at various different clinics, you know, learning about, um, metabolic testing and detoxification and food sensitivities and all that. So like, I'm very well versed in like gut health and, and all of that. Um, and, and physical fitness and all of that too, is kind of like my bread and butter, but, um, you know, a few years ago I went through my spiritual awakening and, um, that was actually because I, I lost my baby girl. I had a miscarriage. It was my second miscarriage actually. And, um, I realized that I couldn't raise like an empowered, strong and confident girl in this world if I wasn't that myself. And so I realized that, you know, there were so many things I was always really into, um, you know, witchcraft and all this stuff like really called to me, but I grew up super religious and it was very purity culture, uh, very, um, kind of, well, just downright abusive, honestly, with, you know, that religious abuse, you know? And, um, I kind of just told my husband, I was like, look, I need to do this. I need to figure this out. I want to look into these things. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm not being true to myself and he was so supportive. He'd just wanted me to be happy. He was fine with whatever I got into and that sort of thing. And so I kind of just went on this spiritual awakening ride for a while and kind of discovered, um, the secret that I had been missing for myself, but also for all the clients I was trying to help. I, you know, was trying to help them be as healthy as possible in such a wrong way in the way that diet culture would want you to, be. And I was, I alone struggled with my own body image and, you know, was so obsessed with how I looked and, and all of that. And that stuff kind of started to fall away. And I started craving different things like healthier things. I started, you know, instead of emotionally eating, I, that just kind of fell to the wayside. And I, I started realizing like, oh my God, like, this is the secret of true health. Like just loving yourself. Like I've never experienced, like just being your authentic self, like no matter what, like that was the secret. And so you know, before all of that, I had gone back to school and I'd wrote a, a thesis and I published a book on nature therapy. And, um, you know, for a long time, I didn't do anything with the book. I mean, it's called The Nature Mind Fuck. It's out on Amazon. Anyone can buy it. But um, I didn't do anything with a lot uh, for a long time just because I, I had twins. When, when I was writing the book, I had twins. So it was a busy time. <laughs> um but I, I didn't do much with it. And then I eventually decided, all right, like I'm going to start promoting this. And that turned into like, no, you know what? I'm going to get back into coaching again. And, um, 
it led me to starting my business essentially. And I got some pretty bad business advice in the beginning there to just stick with like the weight loss thing. And so I did that for a while and realized like, I hated it. I literally hated it. Um, cause it wasn't about weight loss. It was about loving yourself. It was about healing from trauma. And it was about, you know, just being your genuine self, you know? So I would get on the phone with these people and, and they'd be like, okay, but like, how are you going to help you lose weight? And I'm like, well, it's not about that. It's about this and this and this and this. And, and they'd be like, no, but like, I, I still want to lose weight. And I'm like, you don't understand. You will lose weight. But like if you love yourself and it just like, wasn't working, you know? Um, so I, I vastly like changed up my business and, um, started just promoting, like, I just, I literally do shadow work. Cause that's all I've ever done is just various forms of shadow work. And when I came out of the broom closet, you know, that's another pivotal point in my business too, because I was able to talk about, Hey, I do past life regressions and I do inner child healing. And I do all of this stuff, you know, that I couldn't talk about before because I was like a secret witch, you know? Um, and so it just, it, it really shaped what my business has become. And, and now I'm doing a lot of healing work myself and everything. I have a very clear vision of, of what that is. And it's, it's really just about helping, um, you know, I, I like to work with women or anyone that identifies as a woman, just because I feel like I connect with them the, the best. Um, but it's about healing from, you know, abuse, a trauma, sexual trauma, um, you know, anything of that nature, that shadow work, past life, you know, all of that. And the results that my clients get are like absolutely insane. It, it's, it's so cool to see them, you know, day after day working at this stuff and then just looking back and seeing where they started from. I'm like, damn, like that's fucking phenomenal. Like you're such a badass, you know? Um, and yeah, and then, you know, throughout all of that too, I, I opened up a online coven with my best friend and that's where we, you know, helped bring all of these witches and spiritual badasses together because it is so isolating. It's, you feel so alone. And we found that when we found each other, our spiritual gifts turned on like nothing we had never experienced before. And then our businesses drastically changed too, because we had someone to talk about these things with. And so we were able to get our businesses to a point where they were just more authentic and real and actually successful instead of just like struggling, you know? Um, so we wanted to create that same environment for witches and spiritual badasses like everywhere. Um, so we have this online community with like various different membership options. And we, we, tr we try to give so much in, in each membership, um, you know, just because we, we know what it's like to be a witch, uh, especially out there and to just feel so lonely, you know, and that's going to hold you back from whatever kind of dreams and, and things that you have for yourself, you know? And once you have that community behind you, it's like amazing to see how much you soar and your business soars, you know, in addition to, so, so yeah, I guess that's the abbreviated <laughs> version of it. It's, it's been a wild ride for sure. And, you know, I can see I'm so close, but still have a little ways to go yet. You know, it's, I'm, I'm working on a program that I'm probably going to launch in the, the fall um, for sexual trauma. 
And uh, I think that's really going to be a huge game changer for me and for my business too, because I, I feel so passionate about that. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things that you said that I want to talk about. And I'm like, where do I start? The first thing I want to say is when you launch that program on sexual trauma, you need to come back here and we're going to talk about it on this podcast because I yeah. want and I want other people to know about it. So yeah, that's for sure. The second thing is um, I love the boss, which is Coven. I love the whole idea of it because you and I have been in a couple of different containers together. Yeah. And that first container that we were in together, we we joined both really wanting the energy work, but more than that, we both really wanted that sisterhood. Yeah. We wanted to be in a container with people who understood our businesses, understood kind of our mindset and where we wanted to be in life because like you said all of these things that that we do it can be really difficult to explain to people because people are so used to having like a quick answer to things mm. well what do you do for a living oh i'm a doctor end of explanation yes yeah but oh my like, god yes this kind of work that you and i do is not that simple <laughs> to explain and so yeah. when you say when you say to people oh i'm a coach or, you know, I'm the founder of Boss Witches Coven. People go, well, what is that? And then you have to explain that. And then, well, how did mm -hmm. you get there? And then you explain that. And it becomes this really, like, long-winded explanation yeah. where people get super yeah. confused. Yeah. <laughs> super, super lost. And so right. we both joined that original container to have the support and the sisterhood that we we definitely got i mean obviously we're still friends so yeah. <laughs> but we clearly got that but now we're in the second container together and that has been absolutely amazing and the oh, one yeah. thing that um and so like in you creating this coven uh, with kristen who's actually going to be on the podcast in a couple of weeks um i love that because we both we've both been there mm -hmm. and we both needed that and now you get to create that that space for someone else who needs what you once needed. Right. And right. it's just so amazing because I have watched you transform. <laughs> I have, I've literally, I was there when you came out of the broom closet. I know. And I remember how powerful that was for you. I remember like, I remember, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> like I remember on that call. Yeah. And, I'm coming out of the broom closet. I'm going to do it. You did it. And then the, on that next call, the following week, just your whole being was different. I know, yeah. It in the back, in the back, but it was so, like, you were lit up and still struggling. Because, like you said, some people were really accepting of you being a witch and others were not so accepting or didn't really have a whole lot of reaction or a lot to say. So I know that was still a struggle for you, but the change mm -hmm. within you was just like, I just remember that everyone was so blown away. Yeah. I Yeah. I mean, I think that we don't, it, it's like, you know, our body is the master adapter, whether it's internal disease or whether it's outwardly or like your emotions or something like that. 
you know, if you live a certain way for a really long time, like you just get so used to it that you think that that's what's normal. So you just think that your stomach constantly bloating is just normal. Like you don't think anything of it, or you think that, you know, that all of this suppressed anger is just normal. That's just life or whatever, you know, but then as soon as you actually work on that shit and you, you get rid of it, it's amazing at what people notice, you know, like your whole being lights up. Like you said, you know, people notice those changes, even if they're just, you know, emotional or spiritual or whatever. Like if it's all, you know, kind of underneath the surface, like people notice that shit because it's energy. It's your energy. You, you've, you've raised your vibration from something so low to something a little bit higher. And that's an energy shift that people notice, even people that aren't, you know, well-versed in the spiritual, you know, aspect of things. People notice that shit, you know, um, you're changing every aspect of yourself, your physical being, your emotional being, your mental being, your spiritual being, like everything about you shifts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so, it's so noticeable. And I love that you said that the secret to health is loving yourself. Yeah. That is like, yeah that is that needs to be like framed on a billboard <laughs> it, it is though. and it sucks because not everybody wants to do the work to do that and I noticed yeah. that and that's why when I was like advertising weight loss like my podcast was witchy weight loss right and I hated it you know because I thought I have to talk about weight loss to get people interested in what I'm talking about here and then educate them as to why loving yourself is actually going to help you with weight loss. Well it didn't freaking work. Like you know it it's it's because it's not what it's about. Like people just don't want to you either want the easy fix which doesn't ever work because you always end up you know in the same boat that you're always in. Um, or you do the work, you, you start doing that shadow work, you start changing the way that you think and you process things. And that is really freaking tough. That is hard work and not everyone will do it. And I tell my clients all the time, do you guys know how special you are? Because not everyone will do this work. Look at all of the things that you guys are doing right now. Not everyone does this. You are strong beyond measure, like no one, no one really will understand or comprehend that until they do it themselves. So whenever they get down on themselves and stuff, you know, I have to remind them of that because it's like, you're doing so much more than the average person will ever, ever do, you know, and it's, it's a lot of work, you know, but you have to kind of, I think you just have to get to a point where you're just like, you know what, nothing that I'm doing is actually working. So I might as well get just super fucking uncomfortable and just go for it, you know, and try something completely different that maybe doesn't totally make sense to me, you know, but just see how it goes. And then you wind up happier than you've ever been healthier than you've ever been. And just so much more confident and like actually healing the shit that has been tearing you down over and over again, you know? And I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, you, we don't emotionally eat because we don't have any control. We emotionally eat because we're suppressing shit all the time, Mm. you know, because we're not putting ourselves first and people don't want to change that they just want to have more control. Right. And so if I hire a health coach, then she'll be able to, you know, 
give me more control. Well, no, that, that I can't go to your house and snap a cookie out of your hand. Like I'm not going <laughs> to fucking do that. You know? So like you have to figure out why you're emotionally eating. What are you, what are you suppressing? What are you hiding? That sort of thing, you know? And so that's just like, you know, one example, obviously, but you know, it's, it's so much deeper. And, you know, the more that people understand that the healthier that they're going to be. It's so, it's so crazy to think about too, because so I would say that the easy fix is not a fix at all because what you're doing is allowing other people to control your life. And you think that you're the one gaining control because you're going to this physical trainer or holistic health coach and you're going to, and you're saying, okay, I want to lose weight so that I can be in control. Mm-hmm. But really what you're doing is bowing down to what other people have said. Well, you know, you're only healthy if you're skinny, if you mm-hmm. lose weight. That is not you being in control at all. That is you letting other people dictate your life. And that's another reason I really love that you said that the secret to health is loving yourself. Yeah. I mean, it drives me bonkers really because, and you know, I'm to blame too, because in the very beginning, I didn't know any of this shit. And I did the same toxic bullshit that other health coaches and stuff do, but you know, people would hire me. And and this is something I actually like saw over time. And I, that's why I stopped doing my own business for a while, like my own, like health coaching for a while. Um, because people would hire me and be like, okay, cool. I have a health coach. I'm healthy, but then would do none of the work that I told them to do, you know? And it's just like you, and this is how diet culture kind of gets you. It's like, you know, you're going to take all of your power and hand it over to someone else. And they're going to tell you what to eat, why to eat it, how to look, how to be and all of that. And it's like, that's the most like disempowering thing I've ever fucking heard. And like, why, why would you want to live that way when you could just eat what you want and love your body, how it is and treat your body with respect. Like if we just treated our body with respect, how much weight would you lose? Because you stopped stuffing your face with Oreos because you hate yourself. Right. Like that, I mean, that's real. And it's, and the other, you know, the diet culture industry drives me absolutely up the wall because, you know, obviously there's all these photos and, you know, people out there is like, showing off these like perfect bodies and stuff that are photoshopped to the extreme that are making all of us women feel like, oh, like our curves and our cellulite and our, you know, little leg dimples and all that is like not normal and not beautiful. I'm sorry, but like I have like saggy tits and a little like weird belly button. Now I gave birth to two humans at once. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I'm fucking amazing. My body is amazing and I look fucking great. You know, I don't care about my cellulite. I don't care about my wrinkly belly button or like my, you know, small saggy boobs. Like I don't care because my body did like the most amazing thing ever, you know, and, and women don't have they think immediately when they give birth to a live human child, oh, I got to get back in shape. I got to get back like post or pre, pre-baby bod. I got to get back there, right? It's like, no, can you just like take a minute and look at what your body just did? Mm-hmm. Like, that's incredible. And yeah, like your body's not going to be the same, but that's also incredible because you're now like, you, you've done something so beautiful, 
like, that's beautiful. Your body is beautiful for, for making that happen, you know? Um, and, and that goes for any phase. It's not just, you know, motherhood. I mean, let's say you, you were extremely overweight and depressed and you really hated your body. And then you started losing weight because you loved yourself and you wanted to actually be healthy and live longer. And now you have a little bit of saggy skin and wrinkles and all of that stuff. Well, it's like your body is so freaking beautiful because it tells the story of where you were and where you are now. And that's the most empowering thing you've ever heard and seen, you know, and it's like, if we could just love our bodies the way in any phase and any stage that they're in, it's amazing at what you can actually accomplish for your whole life, you know? It's yeah. And, and that's what people need to focus on. I absolutely agree. And I actually saw um, a quote today that feels perfectly in alignment with everything you just said. Um, so there's a reason I saw that. But um, <laughs> it said self-confidence is overvalued. And what it means is that when we see someone who is so confident in their being and in their body and in their life, we go, wow. Mm-hmm. how did you do that how did yeah. you become so confident and mm-hmm. you're just like no you can be this confident right this right. is you know and we value that self-confidence in other people but we don't get there well, for ourselves I think a lot of times too is people don't want that for themselves because they're so afraid of being like you know, um, what's the word? And I'm totally blanking right now. It's like, they, d- they don't want to be like, oh, look at me. Like, you know, like, like I'm awesome. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of cocky or like, yeah, like pretentious. Like, yeah. Right. And like society deems that as bad, you know? And it's like, no, that's not bad. That's just knowing your worth. And that we have such, we have such a devastating like view of our worth, especially as women and those who identify as women, Mm -hmm. we have such a weird warped view of our worth. And I noticed, especially through a lot of my religious trauma and stuff too, that that is a lot of like where that stems from and how we were raised. And if you kind of grew up in the same, like similar religious view, um, you don't, especially as a woman, like you really don't value yourself. You really don't see your worth because we're underneath men, right? Like, and that's, that is so toxic and that it just, it's so devastating, honestly, that we, we feel we can't even be confident women without being perceived as a bitch or, you know, like, you know what I mean? It's just, it sucks. Yeah. It does. And that is really devastating that that is the society that we live in. And for me personally, I like I anybody who spits that kind of bullshit like on Instagram or anything like that, like I don't follow those people. I like to surround myself with the people who are body positive mm-hmm. and just positive all around. And so I feel like I have this really skewed view where society is kind of shifting and where we're starting to value women's bodies and just embracing who we are and embracing everything in our being a little bit more. Do you feel like that's turning in society or is it still? I definitely think things are shifting for sure. People are waking up. People are really noticing um, the oppression 
you know, especially in this regard for women, um, that we're, we're in, you know, pe- people are speaking out on that way more, way more than ever, especially with the age of social media and how that's kind of grown, even just even the past few years, even, um, so yeah, I definitely think, think that is shifting, but I think that there is a sect of like age groups that aren't quite getting it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think that like our age group is kind of like, kind of the end of like that line of like, okay, we're, we're kind of getting it, but we're struggling with getting there. Right. And then anybody like above us is really either struggling hard or just completely un- unaware. Right. So I think it kind of goes by like age range too. Um, like my mother, you know, like she will, she will never understand what I do. She will never really understand like how this actually works or why it's so helpful and the oppression that she, you know, is keeping herself in, you know, like she's never going to really understand that. Cause like the mindset that she has, right. I mean, if she changed her mindset, absolutely she could, but but, you know, it's like kind of like that age group is just really kind of closed off a little bit to, to that. Um, and so that's kind of what I notice is that if I have clients within that age group or um, even just a little bit older than me, that they have a harder time with it. And I honestly just think that that is just because they've been underneath that thumb for longer. You know, um, it's like you've spent your entire life oppressed and told you have to look and be a certain way and all of that, like that takes its toll. And the longer that that happens, it takes a longer toll. Like, and it's, and I, I, so I definitely noticed that. And then for us and like younger generations, I mean, we still struggle with it, but I think that it is getting better for sure. So. I agree really with what you said about our age group is that we kind of, I definitely grew up under that thumb and growing up in a village, a literal village, um, that was very, those beliefs are very palpable. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I left that I really started expanding my own, even just educating myself on different topics. Just when I started expanding my knowledge and my perceptions of all of these kinds of things, that was when I noticed the shift in myself and now I've gone further and I'm now doing the shadow work that becomes associated with all of with all of these ridiculous beliefs that we have to look in a certain way because those beliefs that other people hold and project onto us really they create those repressed emotions and that's why we come back to things like emotional eating and so doing that shadow work is really difficult it's really hard because shadow work is a lifestyle change yeah if you want to lose weight for yourself that's fantastic but what you need to understand is that it's not about the physical weight it's about your mind and your emotions and all of those shifts that come with it like this is a lifestyle change yeah i mean yeah i mean this is something that it's such a small shift but like, what if there were no slip ups? What if there were no mistakes? What if you were just supposed to eat the things that you ate that day that are quote unquote bad? Like to me, there is no such thing as a bad food. Now there are foods that don't agree with you. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but what if you were to just ask yourself, do I actually want this? And if the answer is yes, what if you just ate it and just loved every second of it? 
and actually like enjoyed it and guilt without any guilt. Like what, what if you could do that? Like, I'm telling you right now, like we're moving in a, a to a completely new state in a week. And we are not, I'm not eating very good right now. Like I I'm just not, but you know, like I'm not going to beat myself up over that because I'm in a very chaotic phase of my life right now. And I'm just going to be like, well, thank you body for taking care of me. Even though like my life is chaos, like, I'm sorry, I can't give you the nutrients that I need to, but I know you understand and we're going to, we're going to get back on track, but like, you know, I'm just going to enjoy these things that I'm eating, you know, I don't normally order wings out from, you know, the local bar, like, and, you know, eat out as much as I am eating, you know, because I don't always feel good when I do that, but like I am right now. So, you know what, I'm, I'm taking that as like, you know, I'm, this local bar is not going to be here because I I'm leaving. So I'm going to enjoy these wings because they're freaking good, <laughs> you know? And it's like, well, if you just shifted your mindset of like, maybe emotionally you needed that ice cream, maybe emotionally you needed those Twinkies or Oreos or whatever it is. Maybe it brings you back to a moment of your childhood that was actually really good. Maybe, maybe you just needed that and that's okay. Right? Like, what if you just gave your body what it needed, like when it needed it? you know, and then that's like those subtle shifts that we need to think about, especially when it comes to our food, like, especially when it comes to our food, we don't, we don't actually think about that, but I mean, think about any family gathering. What is the the forefront of that party? It's always food. Mm -hmm. Like, Like there's always food at family gatherings or parties and things like that, because food unites us. Food brings us together. Right. So if you're going to go to this party and be like, Oh, I can't eat anything. Cause I'm on this diet. Like I'm sorry, but that's ridiculous. Like eat the food. It brings you closer to the people that you love. Right. And just like, enjoy it. Do you do it all the time? Probably not. Maybe it's more frequent in the summer or whatever, but who cares? Like, just ask your body, Hey, do you actually want this? Like, you know, and, and I'm lactose intolerant and I, I can't really have a lot of gluten. And so I'll ask my body like, Hey, you know how you feel when you get like this or when you eat this way? Like, do you actually want to feel that way? Do you, do you want, do you want this more than you want to feel better? Like, you know, and I have that conversation with myself and a lot of times I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like feeling sick later. So I'm not going to have that. And sometimes I'm like, fuck it. Like I'm going to have that cupcake, you know? (laughs) And then afterwards I'll be like, oh yeah, there it is. (laughs) You know, but like, it's, it's just like, what if food wasn't bad? What if you just loved your body and asked it what it wanted? And sometimes that's the fucking cupcake. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think that my body has ever said no to a cupcake. That's for sure. But (laughs) But you know what? It's amazing at how many times you will get a no when you just sit back and ask instead of just reaching for it. Just wait five seconds and ask your body, hey, do you want this? And and then if the answer is yes, like just enjoy it. Right. Like, I mean that that is something that is really actually it's so simple but it's also really hard to teach people because they're not used to that they're not even used to like stopping themselves they just like grab the donut or grab the whatever you know it's like okay well have you ever noticed how it makes you feel 
Like notice how it makes you feel. If it makes you feel great, go ahead and have it. <laughs> like, but it, I mean, chances are stuff like that doesn't always make you feel the best, especially the more that you have it. So like pay attention to that stuff so you can make an educated decision and an empowering decision. Like, yes, I'm going to have this donut because I want it. Like, even though I know I get really bloated after or whatever, but like, you know, I, and sometimes that is just the best way to kind of do that because I mean, we, we're here to enjoy life, you know, like, and food is a big part of that. So just enjoy it. What I'm like getting now is that it's about shifting the conversation from talking to your food to talking to your body. Yeah. Like shifting that lead instead of letting food lead. Mm-hmm you lead you by asking your body is this what you want right now is this yeah. or how are you going to feel about this later i love that so much yeah well and a lot of it too is um a lot of people like don't actually know the answer to that like when they start working with me they're like i have no fucking clue you know so we have a lot to like uncover as far as intuition goes so like a lot of what i do is helping people open up their intuition so that they can actually have that mind body connection again um because especially if you've been eating, if you've been dieting and you're yo-yo dieting and like going all over the place, like your metabolism and your gut health is like totally wrecked. And our intuition is like in our gut. So gut health is really important for a, like a mind-body connection for us to feel into our body, to know what it needs, to know how it's communicating with us. We need to have a focus on gut health and we need to also focus on developing intuition at the same time. And so, you know, when they start to do that, they're able to have these deeper connections and these deeper conversations with their body. And they're starting to actually notice like, oh my God, I noticed like that I was just reaching for the donut and I stopped myself and asked the question. I've never done that before. Right. Or like, um, oh my God, I noticed that when I had that donut, I got really bloated. I've never noticed that before. Right. Like it's those subtle things that really make a big difference. And a lot of that comes with various different shadow work, different exercises, you know, just to kind of hone that intuition and that connection. And that's what it's really about. I love that so much. And we probably should have done this a little bit earlier in this podcast episode, but could you give a brief definition of shadow work and the work that goes into that, like what it is and how it helps. Yeah, absolutely. So shadow work is um, the process of diving into our unconscious to kind of reveal what's hidden. And so we have this like part of our brain, this unconscious part of our brain where a lot of our trauma, whether it's a big T trauma or a little T trauma, doesn't matter. Like a lot of that stuff is housed especially when we're really young, um, we, our brain isn't fully developed. Like our frontal lobe is in charge of learning from our past mistakes, making decisions, processing our understanding emotions and that sort of thing. So when we're little, especially like we don't understand a lot of the, the trauma that we're going through, whether it's you peed your pants in front of kids at school or whether it's like a big T trauma, 
um, you know, like something major, like a sexual abuse or a physical abuse of some sort, right? Your brain literally can't understand the emotions that you're feeling and why this is happening or anything. So your brain gets overloaded and it's just like, I don't know what to do with this information. So I'm just going to house it over here. And we're just going to make you unaware of it because we don't like this feeling, right? So that's our unconscious. And so we have a lot of these memories and things you know, kind of trapped in there. And when that's there and we don't do anything about it, it kind of comes out, right? Like if you've ever kind of, uh, wondered like, why did I say that? That was so rude. Or like, uh, why did I think that about that person that was really mean or whatever, like, or you have this like self-sabotaging behavior or this toxic, you know, routine that you just can't seem to get out of. Like those, those are aspects of our shadow, like popping up. Um, And so we develop these beliefs that we have, you know, based off of these experiences that are in our unconscious. And that's when we start to think like, oh, I must not be worthy of love. I must not be worthy of a great body, or um, I don't look this way. So like, I'm ugly, I'm worthless, I'm stupid, I'm fat, I'm whatever. Like we start developing those beliefs. Like that's where that comes from is all these different experiences. So like a lot of my clients, you know, in regards to their body image, they, you know, have, you know, mothers that picked apart their own body and was yo-yo dieting all over the place. And they thought, okay, like that must be normal. I have to, my body needs to look a certain way or I'm not worthy. Right. And so that's kind of where that all stems from. So shadow work is, diving into that unconscious and pulling those things out so that now with a fully frontal lobe, you can process the emotions that you had. You can process the situation. You can understand what was happening. And then we actually go one step further and we kind of not necessarily change the memory, but we change the outcome that, and and the hold that it has for you. So we burn things down or we wash them away or or whatever. We change whatever that outcome that made you believe that you were ugly or that you were worthless and or whatever it is that you're telling yourself. We do something to heal that situation so that when you come out of that meditation, that you feel so much better, so much more free, so much more confident. And so it's, it's a really powerful way to heal trauma because you're going into the root of it all. You're going right when it happened, where it happened. And sometimes that's not even in this life, but sometimes it's in past lives too. So that's another reason why I do past life regressions, because sometimes we bring these toxic cycles over from a past life, because that was where the original trauma started. So an example of that would be like, I had a really abusive boyfriend from 16 to 18 years old, in that particular relationship, that original trauma was from uh, like several lifetimes ago. It was the same person and it was the same things he would say to me, same things that he did to me and all of that. And so we, I had to go back to that time, kind of relive it, really see what was going on and then heal that situation. And now the things that he told me that I would continue, even like until recently would say to myself, I'm worthless. I can't do anything right. I don't deserve anything. Right. Like those things would play in my head over and over again. Like I don't really have that anymore. Just from that one session of going back to the original point of that, that original trauma and wiping it clean. 
right? And so that's kind of what shadow work does for people. And that's why you get such amazing results from it. And it's something you can apply to every aspect, whether it's trauma, whether it's, I want to lose weight, but can't, whether it's body image, inner child, I mean, anything you can use it for literally all of it. And that's the beauty of it. And that's why, um, now that, you know, my business has developed enough and that's why I solely do that. It really is devastating how the tiny, what could be a really big comment or a really tiny comment or the patterns that we watch people around us play out, how ingrained they become in our own being and we don't even realize. Oh yeah, for sure. It's so, it's so, it's devastating. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, people have really beautiful patterns and really beautiful beliefs as well. And so we, you know, we, we grab onto those and they become ingrained, but just the tiniest, the tiniest thing to mess with our self-worth and our self-esteem and our self-confidence just overpowers. And that that's so devastating. And that's really, I love shadow work and past life regressions. Mm -hmm. They're just so empowering. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the hardest work I've ever done for myself, but it's also the very best thing I've ever done for myself. I have grown so much in such a short amount of time. I mean, I started my business at the beginning of COVID. Um, so it has been, you know, about a year and it's just the, the so many different phases that I've gone in. I feel so close to like my highest self because of shadow work, because of all of the things that I have discovered about myself and and that's what it's done for me. And that's what it does for my clients. And, and my clients will be the first people to tell you, like, I hate shadow work. I hate it. I can't stand it. Oh my God. I hate it every time. But then when they get done, they're like, oh my God, that was the coolest thing ever. It makes so much sense. And I love it, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's emotional. And I think it's scary for people because we've been taught and it's been ingrained in us to hide from our emotions and to not feel them because they're not productive, quote unquote, productive. You know, um, it's like, we're in a very, in, in America, we're in a very society of like, go, go, go. Like you have to just keep working. You just keep going, make that money, do this, do that. Like, these are your responsibilities. You don't have time for that. Like, you know, bury that stuff up, you know, bottle it up, you know, and that's, that's the problem. That is the problem it is we're not sharing our emotions with people because we don't feel like we can. So. Absolutely. We wear busy as a badge of honor. Oh God. Yeah. When, when it's, it's not, it's not a badge of honor at all. The badge of honor in, in my opinion is to slow down. Oh, for sure. Get quiet Mm -hmm. and to connect with yourself and your intuition and your guides and your spirit team, Mm -hmm. whoever, you know, whoever they are and to step into your highest being. Yeah. I mean, version of yourself. When I, and this is something that I'm actually still kind of working on, but when I learned that I only do, I do really well when I work shorter hours. If I work three to five hours max per day, like that, I feel really good with that, you know? And so I make a point to not work over five hours a day and I have two businesses 
but I get it. I have two businesses. I have two kids. I've got two animals and I've got a man child, you know? So like <laughs> and and to a new state next and week. I'm moving to a new state next week. So, so it's like, my life is busy. Yeah. I get that, but I still have enough time and I may only work three hours one day, but I get all my shit done because those three hours I'm so fucking productive you know? And then after that, it's like, I get to recharge and I get to spend time with my kids and I get to do whatever my soul needs, needs in that moment, you know? And it, it fuels me so that the next day I work three hours and I get even more shit done. Cause I'm, and I'm even more productive and I'm even more present with my kids and my man child. And, you know, it's like, it, it, people don't understand that. And, and that's actually something I learned when I was writing a thesis and a book and had twins all at once. I, I realized that having very limited time made me more productive. If I was going to schedule a time to work on my thesis and my book, then I had to get a babysitter. And I had only a two to three hour window. I was like, all right, like there's no fucking around. I got to get this shit done in this very short amount of time. And I was the first one done with my thesis. And I published a book in at the same time of writing a whole thesis. Like, you know, it's so it's amazing at if you just people say all the time, like, Oh, I don't have enough time for that. It's like, well, that's not actually true. You actually have enough time to do anything that you want. First, you have to prioritize. And then second, you just actually stick to some boundaries here. If you're just living and breathing your work or your, your, your writing process or whatever, like if that's only thing that you're doing for 10 to 12 hours a day, like you're going to get so burned out that you're going to get nothing done. But if you do very small stints of it, you're going to be so damn productive. You're going to get everything done and you're going to be the first one done and it's going to be amazing. And, and that is something that actually having twins at the same time of writing that book was so good. Uh, because it taught me that. And, and now having a business, I have to kind of like relearn that. I'm like, oh yeah, like I don't have to like live and breathe my business. I can just walk away from it after three hours and everything's going to be okay. And, and everything will get done. Right. Cause I will prioritize. And that's, I mean, that is, that was the biggest shift for me really. It really is a matter of prioritizing and really prioritizing yourself and what you want in this lifetime because if you think about it you know you being productive in those three or five hours that you work in the day isn't about you being productive it's about you loving what you do right and doing what you do with such power and such confidence and such magic and so I really think that you know we always say I don't have time for this I don't have time for that but it's really about what you make time for. And if you're not mm -hmm. making time for something, like say you were writing that thesis, oh, I don't have time to write a thesis. Well, you know, change that word. I don't make time to write the thesis. And then ask yourself, <laughs> yeah. you know, why don't I make time? And if probably, if you're not making time for something, it's because it's not in alignment with your true being. Or you have fear or you have fear of right. success. You have fear of actually doing it because it's something different and new, which again is shadow work. Like, you know, I mean, it, and, and even just that simple shift of the words that you use, like that's shadow work. 
And people don't want to admit, like, I don't make time for this. Like they don't want to admit it's easier to put the fall on something else. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I just don't have time. Like, that's not actually true. That is not true. You just don't make time because it's not a priority for you. There is nothing bad about that. There's absolutely nothing bad about that. And that's why I'll talk with people too. It's like, it's okay for this to not be a priority right now, but you have to get clear on what your priorities are so that you can make time for the things that need time, right? Like if it's, if your, if your priority is just on raising your kids right now and you don't give a fuck about your body and stuff, then don't complain. Like it, you, it's okay. It's okay when your kids get older and you feel like you can kind of lessen those reins and you feel ready, then you can work on that stuff, right? There's nothing wrong with that, but get real with yourself though. Like you, it, I think we, we get in this mode of like, oh, I want it all, all the time. And you can certainly have it all, all the time, but you have to also get real with yourself and, and do that shadow work of like, okay, but why am I not making it happen? Why am I telling myself that I don't have time? And that I can't do this, right? Like that what's underneath all of that, that's shadow work. Everybody just do shadow work, okay? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like everyone right? just join Nikki's program, do your freaking <laughs> shadow work and oh just get confident in yourself. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm tired of self-confidence being overvalued. Everybody is self-confident. Everybody do it. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it is the basis of everything, honestly. And that's why I kind of shifted my business uh, recently because I was like, you know what? This shadow work is the answer. That is the answer for literally everything. And so now I, I do individual shadow work appointments as well as like past life regressions and stuff like that. And now I'm, I'm coming up with like a new, that new program for sexual trauma And there's like so many, and I know that's so in alignment for me because I've had so many different kinds of experiences with sexual trauma, when like the purity culture being one, you know, various different abusive partners and and that sort of thing. Like there's so many different things in my life that just lead right to this program. And I'm really excited, but there's also like so much (laughs) that I've done to like heal my own sexual trauma that I'm like, Oh, how do I add all of this thing, this stuff in there? Like, what do I do with it? Like, how do I make it, you know, um, not so overwhelming and that sort of thing. So I'm figuring that stuff out now, but I, I am kind of planning that out for October. And I think I'm just like so excited about that because I mean, I just think, especially for any woman, anyone who identifies as a woman, we all have sexual trauma in some, in some capacity and it holds us back, you know, and I, I really truly believe that that is the basis of everything in that sexual abuse, sexual trauma, I think holds us back from loving our bodies, um, treating our bodies with respect and finding, you know, respectful and loving partners, you know, like all of it. I mean, I just really think that, that, is such a, a, it's just, it's the answer to a lot of it, honestly. I absolutely agree. And women are so sexualized, even from a young age, like we're so sexualized in our bodies and yet also like there are so many negative things around being a sexual being. Yes. Yes. It's like, well, you know, you would look cuter if you wore this little tank top. Oh my God, you're wearing a tank top slut. 
like there's no yeah it's absolutely ridiculous and so like even when you say the term sexual trauma I think what comes to mind for a lot of people is things like um sexual abuse that kind of thing but sexual trauma also includes just being sexualized yeah and just having that mindset that you can't be a sexual being without Mm -hmm. being a whore (laughs) <laughs> right but, yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that's where that like purity culture really stems from too and that's something that I mean when I first started doing shadow work I we went into my womb space and it was literally resembled a church a stone oh fucking God. church right so like we had to get the fucking church out of my womb right like and even then there was still doesn't so belong there much. yeah it doesn't belong there and and, and so it's just, it's crazy at how, how much that, that tears everyone down. Even if you didn't grow up in a super religious lifestyle, I am sure that you have experienced some sort of, sort of like purity culture that has negatively impacted you, right? Like, so it could be the smallest thing. And that's where the, that shadow work is so important because it doesn't matter how big or small it was because it's impactful regardless. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the smaller stuff is even more impactful than the bigger, bigger stuff I've noticed with my own yeah. shadow work, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's literally everything in it. And when it comes to like the, the like the female body, like I just, I feel so strongly about that being such like the basis of, of all of that. I feel like we could talk about this forever. I know. Now I'm having like all these ideas, <laughs> all of these new <laughs> things to say swirl in my mind. But I do want to save this conversation for yeah. when you do launch that sexual trauma program because yeah. I'm really excited for you uh-huh. for that program and for all yeah. of the women and those who identify as women. Yes, I'm really excited about it too because I think it's going to be healing for me to like give that back to other people because you know, there are so many things that have happened in my life that I haven't spoken out about. And, um, like, like a lot of my stuff is in my book. Cause it's like half memoir, half heart, how to, but like, I, I left a lot of shit out, you know? And so, and actually I wrote that book before my spiritual awakening. So there's like some things in there, um, in those experiences I'm like, meh about, but I, um, yeah, I just think it's going to be a really healing experience for me because I'll have to talk about my experiences, you know? And I think that I'm excited to, I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to being ready to talk about these things so that other people know that these things happen and it's not okay. It's just because it's common, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and so, yeah, I'm just really excited about it. I know that this is exactly where I was meant to go from the start. And so it just feels really good to, to be there. I think it's really exciting because when you speak up on your personal experiences, you do, you heal yourself by healing others. You yeah. open up a conversation that is really difficult to have and that a lot of people shy away from. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, you show people that it's safe to have these conversations, that this is a safe space mm-hmm. for you to be open and mm-hmm. share what you're comfortable sharing and take what resonates, leave the rest. And you also, when you share your experiences, you open the door for other people to do the same thing. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the whole Me Too movement. I mean, yeah. 
someone started speaking out and then it led a whole trickle of women doing the same thing. And it, and that's awesome. That's how we unify. That's how we start to build awareness. And, but we can't fix what we don't know, you know? And so I think I've always been an advocate for using your voice. And I'm always the first one to talk about really uncomfortable things um, because it, it's the only way for me to heal something like the first and the, the second time I go in through a miscarriage, people don't talk about their miscarriages. Mm-hmm. I sure as hell did. I went through every single detail posting about it on social media, not even caring that it was like incredibly graphic even because it's like, you know what? People need to talk about this shit. This shit happens and it's devastating mm-hmm. and you need to use your voice to heal. And I, I guarantee that that is one of the reasons why that I have gotten to a point in my healing that I have because I'm using my voice and people don't really know how powerful that is because I think that is probably the most scary thing that a person could do is, is to use their voice. And so many people shy away from that. They absolutely do because they're so, especially in this day and age of social media, it's really a, a blessing and a curse where you can share with other people and people who have had those same experiences or similar experiences can connect with you and connect with each other and you build this really beautiful community but then you also have these people who are just always on on you and they're just always saying negative things no matter what you say Mm -hmm. but like you said we can't heal what we don't know about and so when when nobody is sharing an experience we just internalize it as normal and we say well you know, this must just must happen just to me. Mm, yeah. And we take that on as our own. Well, like, I don't want to burden anyone with my shit. You know, it's like, yeah, I tell people all the time, like, use me. Like, I tell my clients, literally use me, like, use me up, burden me. Like, I want that. Like, come on, let's go. Like, just share all of it, you know? I think it's really powerful for for you to say that to people mm-hmm. because even when we do seek out coaches or we seek out help, we still hold back. Even when we do seek out using our voice, like you said, when you wrote your book, there's a lot that you didn't include. Yeah. And part of that is probably because you weren't quite ready to include, to speak out on all these different things that have happened in your life. But also part of it is just being scared to take up too much space that too I also was not aware of some of it you know some of like that unconscious I was talking about like some of that I was I I suspected but I wasn't aware you know and so that's what shadow work did for me it helped me remember the things that actually happened and I'm like oh shit that makes a lot of sense now and now I actually have a memory of that happening and I can actually heal from that instead of constantly wondering did that happen did that not happen I don't know like maybe I'm just crazy you know it's just like it it, that yeah I mean that was another piece of it that why I didn't share everything too because I just didn't even know we really are programmed to second guess ourselves aren't we Oh my God. Yes. It's so everyone. bad. Oh, and like, oh, well, maybe that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Like, maybe I just remember it differently. It's like, oh my no. gosh. Yeah. You're well, and I still, I still have a, a hard time with that because when I first had, went through my spiritual awakening, I shared something. I don't even remember what it was on social media. My mom, who's super religious, um, said to me, you know, 
I, I think I shared something that one of my guides had said to me. And my mom said, um, you know, that schizophrenia runs in our family, right? Oh my God. <laughs> so like, I have that in my, the back of my brain, like all the time, like, um, am I just crazy? Or, you know, and then I have to remind myself like, no, 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 no. She's, she's just wrong. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's wrong. You know? Um, but yeah, it's like, she said that to me once. <laughs> so it's like, you're going to get, you're going to get people that just like, don't understand, but they're just not your people. And even if they're your family, that doesn't mean you love them less. You just don't, they're just not going to hold that space for you, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a really key point in just seeking out people who do understand you, like you and I joining these containers that we've been in together where mm -hmm. we seek out, you know, you seek out the support and the understanding that people who are on your level, on your vibrational level can identify with and can meet you where you're at right right Let's... shadow work shadow, shadow work, work. It, it all comes back to shadow it all work. comes back to shadow work just do your damn shadow work yeah oh my god <laughs> shadow work totally. raises your vibration it raises your vibration and it brings you to that place mm -hmm. where the people that you are connecting with and talking with the people that you meet are at that same vibration and together you just fucking change the world Oh my God. I know. I mean, it's why I'm moving to a whole new state. I mean, I've been in Wisconsin my entire life and there's nothing but trauma here for me constantly going somewhere and being like, Oh God, what if I see so-and-so or like, Oh, there's a memory of this thing. Cause I'm passing it, you know, that sort of thing. But like, because of shadow work, I've manifested this move to Tennessee where my soul is going to be so fucking free. And I'm going to finally meet like my people, you know, and I'm, I couldn't be more happy and excited for this move. Like, obviously, yes, there, there are good people here. There are good places here, obviously, but like, I'm just, I, I like, I did that through shadow work. Like, and I think that that's another conversation too, is like just manifesting anything that you want. Like you have to do shadow work. You can't manifest anything if you don't do that. You need to come back and we need to have all of these conversations. Okay, so we're coming back to talk about sexual trauma and shadow work. We're coming back to talk about manifesting and shadow work. Yes. Oh, my God. I know. That, I mean, because it, it's just, it's all related. It's all related. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that we could talk about. <laughs> there are so many things we could talk about. But we, we're running out of time. <laughs> I know. I know. It's sad. This is why but podcasts are so fun. I know. They're so fun. I'm so happy that you're moving to Tennessee. I can't wait for you to move. It's going to be so amazing for you. And I'm going to come visit. So Oh, come like, and visit. I would have, be so thrilled. I have, have my guest room ready. I will. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be there as soon as I'm allowed to cross the border. <laughs> I hope to God that that's soon. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, me too. Okay, I have one last question for you. Cool. And that is, what does luxuriously fierce mean to you? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh. When I think when I think of luxury, I know you gave me your definition of luxury, which I fucking loved, by the way. <laughs> um, when I think of luxury, I think of like empowerment almost. Like um like I'm living in luxury of because I'm being myself and I'm being authentic and I can manifest literally anything that I want in my life. Like that to me is luxury and, um, it, and it's for everyone as long as like you take it, like it's, it's yours if you claim it. Um, <clears throat> and so being luxuriously fierce, I think I would define as like, 
I am taking my power back, whether you like it or not, you know, like that to me, that's what that means. Like, I don't give a damn what anyone says, what anyone thinks, like, this is my life and I'm taking it for me. Like that, that's kind of what I get from that. I love that so much. I love it so much. Luxury is yours. All you have to do is claim it. Yes. Claim it for yourself. Yes. Claim yeah, it through exactly. shadow work. Yeah. So I, I love like your, your luxuriously fierce. Like I just, it feels like, yeah, I'm going to fucking take this back. <laughs> <laughs> badass bitch. Like, yeah, like I'm a badass witch and I'm taking that ba- yes. shit back. It's mine. <laughs> you know? so, like, that's what I, I think of. <laughs> I love that so much. Okay. Yeah. Where can people find you online? And also, I want you to drop the name of your book one more time so people remember. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, if you go on Amazon, um, if you type in the name of the book, it doesn't come up. I think it's because there's an asterisk in the the name of it, but it's called The Nature Mind Fuck. But if you just search my name, Nikki Colmoni, um, I'll put a link on the podcast page as well so people can grab it there. Um, But then, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, just um, at Nikki Colmoni, just my name. Um, I have a lot of different tips and stuff on there, um, different updates and that sort of thing. And then my website is just my name, NikkiKamoni.com. So it's super easy. And then if for anyone that's interested in the coven, um, that is called the boss, which is coven. We have an Instagram called, you know, boss, which is coven. And we also have a website, which is the boss, which is coven.com. And you can look at our various membership types. We've got three different ones. Um, you can kind of read a little bit about us and that sort of thing. You can get on our mailing list, um, you know, whatever. And then I also have my own podcast called Witchcraft and Wellness, which is available on any podcast platform, really. So, so yeah, we talk a lot about, I mean, various different wellness-related things, but a lot of witchy, magical things as well shadow work of course, of course. <laughs> and yep, of course. um so yeah so that's where people can find me okay perfect i'll have all of these links on the podcast page <laughs> yeah there's so many things <laughs> there were there's so many things but don't worry i'll have them all in one space easy peasy to grab nikki i love you so much girl oh, i love you so i'm so excited i'm so happy that you're here thank you for coming on thank you so and much for coming me. back i it's oh yeah i'd love that body, yes I would love that so much. (laughs) 